In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome once again to the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great team at Pathfinder Wealth Management, retirement income planning specialists, Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, serving you throughout the Rockford area. Barbara is the author of two books, Roadmap for a Stress-Free Retirement and Remarkable Retirement. Phil is the founder of Pathfinder and is the co-author of multiple financial planning books. You can always find us online and listen to past episodes of the show on pathfinderwealth.com. Phil and Barbara, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us for another episode this week. Looking forward to our conversation, but first of all, how are the two of you doing? Doing great, Walter. How are you? Fantastic. And uh, as I said, we've got lots to talk about on today's show, and we didn't really have to do a lot of prep for coming up with a great topic for today, Barbara and Phil, because the news (laughs) and the markets have done all of that for us, haven't they? They sure have, yeah. So let's kind of take a approach to what's been happening in the markets. Obviously, it's been the number one dominant story in the headlines for the last several weeks, and now even kind of bordering on the last couple of months, there's been so much talk and fervor surrounding the stock markets. All of the drops, all of the volatility that we've seen, are are people nervous that you're talking to? Are your clients concerned about what's going on? What are some of the important messages we should take away from kind of what's happening in our world right now from the financial perspective? Okay, well, I can start that out. Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, glad to be with everyone. So the volatility in the stock market recently, this is true. It is a little bit more so than usual, especially in the month of December. So here's our prediction for you, is that we don't have one, because no one does. But what we have to remember, and I'm just going to cover some of my thoughts, and then Phil will get into a little bit more detail about the stock market. But we have to remember the news is random, and the stock market responds to news. So therefore, the stock market is random and unpredictable. This too shall pass. So I wonder, Phil, if we have any idea how many, how often someone says to us, but Barb, this time it's different. Or Phil, this time is different. Mm, It's it's not different. It isn't. It's news. It's new news. So the best place to be is to be diversified. And diversification isn't about our clients never experiencing a down market. That's not our goal. And conversely, as we talked about on a previous podcast, diversification is not about getting the highest return. So you're not going to get the highest return, as we had talked about, when your money is spread out. It's about mitigating risk. So our goal is to give our clients whatever each of those individual asset classes produce, and they're not all doing the same thing at the same time. So when we have down markets and things settle down, then we rebalance your portfolios. But the fact is that the stock market's up roughly three out of four years. However, according to Delbar Research, which is an independent rating company that studies investor behavior, most investors don't even see those returns because they sell their holdings about every three years on the average. So if we go back to 1985 through 2017, for example, the S&P 500 did about 11% annual average during that time. Investors did about 4%. So why the discrepancy? They're selling too soon. So the problem isn't the stock market. The problem is investor behavior. What do you think, Phil? Well, I think that, yeah, investor behavior is definitely what is driving the market in some respects. But, you know, what my question is, you know, what does drive the stock market? And that's what really a lot of people will ask the question, will ask as a question. And and I think that if you uh, 
poll most people out there and you ask them the question, you know, what do you think about the stock market? Many people will say that it's like going to the casino. It's a form of gambling. And for some people, this would be true. But for those who understand how the stock market works and how it can, in our opinion, work, we believe that it is the greatest wealth creator known to mankind. And uh, we always start out with our clients by saying this, you, know, you don't have to know everything there is to know about the stock market in order to be a successful investor, but just a few of the right kind of things. And, and so I want to go over some of those right kind of things with this portion of, of the podcast. But the question is, what determines the value of an investment? That's really at the heart of it. What determines why it's worth $20 today and $25 tomorrow and then $15 the next day? Well, whether you're talking about stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, the value is all determined by one thing, and that is what we call the law of supply and demand. Uh, and let me give you an example of how this would work. Let's take a product we are all familiar with, and uh, that's gasoline at the pump. We know its price fluctuates readily based upon supply and demand. You know, if gas is in a low supply at the pump because refineries can't produce it or the manufacturers can't get it out of the ground fast enough, the price is going to go up. And it's known as being scarce at that point. And of course, the price will go up in this scarcity environment. But conversely, if there is an abundance of gas on the market and there's huge inventories, the price will go down. Gas station owners don't want a lot of money tied up in their inventory. So they lower the price in order to attract buyers. Well, this is also true of stock prices. When a company issues stock and it goes public, as an example, it issues a finite number of shares. So let's say ABC company is a publicly traded company and its stock is presently worth $20 per share based upon its balance sheet or the value of its assets. But let's add another variable to the mix that Barb has already touched on called news. News. And so during the trading day, new news comes out continually. And with regard to ABC Company, they had some new news, which was maybe a bad report. It was a bad, they reported a, a bad quarter where sales were down. And so its earning projections were missed or low. So what happens to the price of the shares? Well, that's right. They would go down. Why? Uh, well, because the large money managers, big mutual fund companies, pension fund managers, all the people that really manage a large amount of money will begin to sell off shares. Now, this is not Joe and Mary who have a 401k plan. These are the big, big institutional firms. So when you hear that investors are deciding to sell off today, they're not really referring to Joe and Mary, the average public out there who owns mutual funds or has a 401k plan. They're talking about the big uh, institutional firms. And so they begin to sell off or dump their shares. So they go to the market to sell them at the highest price possible. So they'll offer that $20 share. Nobody's going to take it. $19. Nobody wants to buy it. $18. Finally, they begin to sell the shares at $15. And this is called selling the shares at a discount. On the other hand, what if the ABC company had a great quarter? Sales were up. Profits were up. And the new news comes out that they will exceed their projected earnings. Well, now the stock is selling at a premium or a higher amount than its actual value. And it may be selling at a higher value than its competitors. So at this point, you know, we have to understand that the stock is in high demand and low supply. So the principle of supply and demand is not just true with one company, 
but it can be true for a whole sector of companies with similar products and services. They can all go up or down at the same time. And we remember seeing this when technology took a big hit back in 2000 and of course real estate in 2008. But why has the stock market behaved so radically over the last few months? You know, December 2018, during that, that month, Barb, the Dow Jones Industrial dropped more than 350 points on six occasions. In fact, it was the worst December on record since 1931. A lot of people don't realize that. They felt it, but they didn't realize it. And so we can all say that, you know, this is definitely not a reaction to the economy because the economy is strong. Business is strong. Tax laws have changed to give us a boost in, in our income taxes. Corporate taxes have come down. Unemployment has gone way down. And so all we can say is that this is really an overreaction to new news about the potential of such things as trade wars with China or the threat of the Fed raising interest rates when it wasn't really necessary. Plus, you have something called computer program trading going on. And so after the stocks drop a bit, what happens is the computer programs kick in and they begin to sell off stocks automatically. And it's like a runaway train until it begins to level out. But, you know, this is no different than the way it's been in, in past. It's always been this way. But the question is, how do you handle it? You know, it's easy to say disregard it, but it's hard to do. But yes, disregard the short-term trading effect, knowing that it's irrational, schizophrenic-type behavior. You know, when you understand that wildly fluctuating prices are really not reflective of what those companies are truly worth, you begin to develop more confidence. And I'm not going to go over all the numbers that we've seen, but, you know, the Dow basically, or the S&P 500 in this case, since 1927 has averaged 11.95%. And there's reasons why the stock market is the place to gain great wealth. And it's because we're really investing and having our clients invest in the greatest companies in America that provide for us services and products that we all need. You know, you look around the room and you say to yourself, wow, you know, did the government produce any of these particular products and services I'm looking at or these products in the room? Well, of course not. It's developed by private industry. So Barb's going to share a few other things with regard to uh, ideas on how to handle the volatility. So Barb... Sure. You know, as we were talking about these things too, Phil, we said, oh, how do we help our investors and also listeners weather through these kind of storms? Because humans are emotional. So here are five things for you to know. And I would encourage you to write these down. So number one, don't panic. It leads to irrational behavior and you'll sell out. Once you sell those shares, they are gone forever. Secondly, understand that no one can accurately predict crashes. No one can predict the future. And thirdly, pick a portfolio you can truly live with no matter what the outcomes. Our investors know how much money they would be down in a down market. You should know that too. And number four, come to our bi-monthly client investor classes. We have these at Stockholm Inn on a Saturday every other month. And we teach on a certain subject or we'll talk about what's going on in the stock market. But give us a call at 815-399-9806 and register for our next one. And last but not least, and most important, stay in your current portfolio. Stay focused on what's important. For your portfolio, you have a retirement plan in place. It's designed to last 30 years in retirement, to outpace inflation, to grow, to pay taxes, and allow you to withdraw funds to support your current lifestyle. That's the long-term outlook. That's the goal is the long-term outlook, not short-term stock market volatility. We can get through this. We've been here before. 
So relax and turn off the news and have a good day. Again, the ways you can get in touch if you have questions about the way that your current portfolio is structured. Do you still have some question marks surrounding your financial plan? Well, the Retirement Pathfinder is the show that's here for you to learn a little bit more about how the financial world might impact you. And if you'd like to have a more in-depth conversation about your particular situation, a couple of different ways to get in touch with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky and the team at Pathfinder Wealth Management in Rockford. Pathfinderwealth.com is the place to go online. That's pathfinderwealth.com. And as always, you can call directly to set up a time to chat about your situation, 815-399-9806. That's 815-399-9806. Barbara and Phil, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And we'll talk to you again on the next podcast. Thanks much. Have a great day. Have a good day. Lots of important things to consider there as the stock market moves around that volatility, some good tips for how you can certainly be thinking about uh, your finances during this time and into the future as well. For Barbara and Phil, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Pathfinder podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.